Food for Thought on News Talk 760 WJR is presented by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and by the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food-secure state. Here's your host, Dr. Phil Knight. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for listening. Values are the stable, long-lasting beliefs about what is important to a person. They become standards by which people order their lives and make their choices. A belief that will develop into a value when a person's commitment to it grows and they see it as being vital and important. Values are the non-negotiables of life. The hills that are worth dying on, and they are few, but they are worthy. People in organization choose their values. Movements are often born out of a value that becomes abused or violated. The current hashtag MeToo movement of women who have been sexually harassed, particularly in the workplace, is an example of the value of respect gone awry. Recently, the board of directors of the Food Bank Council of Michigan began a conversation about what the values we should have as we develop a blueprint to address food security across Michigan. We determined that as we do this work of ensuring people in need have access to healthy, nutritious foods, we would do so while honoring honesty. That means we will be open to the truth about the effectiveness of our programming, our leadership, and strive to always define reality accurately. We will be committed to our geographical areas of service. We will be loyal. We will work and not rest until all of Michigan is food secure. That means every child, senior, and everyone in between in every place in Michigan has access to the food they both want and need. Another value we decided was respect. Respect for our clients, our pantry partners, our fellow food bankers. We are a team, a family, for all the people who make our work possible. The volunteers, the donors, the corporation and foundation partners, we will esteem you highly. And lastly, we decided that we must always be transparent. Our financials are boring because there is nothing dramatic or newsworthy, and we pledge to conduct ourselves as professionals as well. These are our values, our non-negotiables, the things that help us ensure we strive for excellence with integrity as we do this work. Today, we have a guest full of integrity and brings great value to our work across Michigan, our friend and partner, Mike Larson, the CEO and president of the Michigan Association of United Ways. He's in our studio, and he's our guest today. Come back in a few short minutes as Jerry Basson joins me, and we welcome Mike Larson to our WJR studio. Get in touch with the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Visit fbcmich.org. Thanks for listening, everyone. It's Food for Thought. Jerry Brisson, back to the studio we are, my friend. We are, and it's always good to be here. Uh, you know, we've had a, a string of good shows this year, and this is just going to add to the string. You know, well, that's true. So the first couple of shows we did, this is our one-year anniversary kind of month, and we're stretching it out kind of like my wife does with her birthday. And um, so... You know, we did two shows, just kind of the Jerry and Phil thing, and 
honestly got pretty in depth on some topics and you know some of the uh, kind of a different take on some things as well like um like for example poverty and how hunger fits into that and how we think we can pull it out of that right well and how while we need to think about what are the root causes of poverty i believe hunger is one of them as opposed to poverty being a root cause of hunger, right? Yeah. So, so we talk about how that dynamic works. I mean, those are some pretty heady issues, let's just say. Yeah. So now the last couple of weeks, we had Joe Garcia from Crystal Ray Community Center in North Lansing, who uh, is doing a fantastic job. But one of the great partners we have in this work is the United Way. And today we are privileged to have Mike Larson, the president and CEO of the Michigan Association of United Ways, in the studio with us. Mike, welcome to Food for Thought. Well, thank you. So let's dive into the uh, deep end of the pool here and uh, give us a little background about yourself and then also just kind of the core mission you see for United Way. Okay. Well, I've been privileged uh, to be working in United Way for now about 26 years. Um, Started my United Way career in Anderson, Indiana. Um, And when you were like 12 years old. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And then had the opportunity to move up to Livingston County and became the executive director there in Livingston County. Was there Mm. a few years. Uh, Then to Battle Creek and ran that local United Way for about 10 then to Kalamazoo, ran the United Way there for about three years, and then merged Battle Creek and Kalamazoo wow. together, uh, and then ran that United Way for another five years before I transitioned to the uh, Michigan Association of United Ways. And how long has that transition to Lansing and to the, the state office? How So I've been with uh, the Michigan Association of United Ways for about seven months now. That's so, what I thought. I yeah. knew it was less than a year. Yeah, so it's, it's fairly recent. And uh, I've always had the opportunity, because we we're always a member of the, of, of the Michigan Association of United Ways, but it's always a different uh, view uh, mm-hmm. when you're in that role versus being in the role of a local United Way. So um, it's been a real exciting journey to be part of that. Um, the Michigan Association of United Ways is about building, supporting um, local United Ways in the work that they're doing at the ground level. I mean, it's what it's about. We want to have greater impact in what we can do at a state level that's going to lift mm-hmm. and provide support to them, whether that's driving public policy issues that's relevant to our network. Right. Uh, it's building capacity. Uh, for the work that they're doing, aligning and driving and connecting state resources to um, the issues that are important to them, uh, all of those pieces. And uh, it's, uh, it's actually a lot of fun. I really enjoy doing that kind of work. So I did a little survey of my seven food banks. So this is a state person to state person here. Uh, I did a little survey of my seven food banks, and I said, list for me right off the top of your head, no wait, uh, name your top three partners. And I want you to know that United Way was always in the top three. Of every food bank that serves all 83 counties in our state, United Way was listed in the top three partners in every one of those. I think that is an exceptional testimony to the work and the partnership of United Way. And the impact. Yeah. Oh, it is. I I mean, you know, one thing that I've realized over the years in this work is not one single organization is going to address an issue in a community. It takes collective partnership 
Um, no. to make that possible. And you've got to bring the assets of a community to, together to be able to address. And we look at the relationship and our partnership with food banks as one of those huge assets to address a really big issue in our community. And uh, I was fortunate in, in for a number of years uh, in Battle Creek, Kalamazoo, to have the opportunity to work with the Food Bank of South Central Michigan hmm. and a core partner in our work in addressing basic needs issues food insecurity being a huge piece of that. Well, and I know from from Gleaners and the work that we do that um, the United Way has stood by us a lot of different ways, but one of the key ways has been information sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 211 here in Southeast Michigan is absolutely huge. Yeah. They have a lot of information, and they help us get a read on the number of people calling, why they're calling, how many of them need food assistance, how many of them are able then to get it, how long does it take for them to get it. They really really are a wealth of information that help us manage our work. Yeah. Yeah, I think I you know, I think we there's value that comes from both directions. Um, and I think that's a great example of how, you know, the 211 system helps helps do that. But I think even the data and information that you collect and the work that you're doing is really helpful for local United sure. Ways to better understand at the ground level what are the issues and how do we approach to address them. Absolutely. Well, we're talking with Mike Larson. He is the president and CEO for the Michigan Association of United Way. And uh, Jerry Brisson, this is Dr. Phil Knight. We're going to be back in just a minute. Let's continue this conversation on the other side of the break. It's Food for Thought with Dr. Phil Knight on WJR. Thanks for listening, everyone. Dr. Phil Knight with Jerry Brisson. Mike Larson's in the studio with us, the president and CEO of the Michigan Association of United Way. And Jerry, I can tell you have a question. Well, and and I, I just keep thinking about our partnership with the United Way and, and the different aspects of it. We have a hugely strong partnership with the Livingston County United Way, and they're actually part of the Hunger Council in the county, and we're part of the instrumental team that made Livingston County a hunger-free county. Mm. Um, Really, really important. And without getting into all that story, uh, just to say again, our our partnerships with the United Way have been critical to advancing this issue here in Southeast Michigan. And I'm really curious how you're seeing this issue play out at the... uh, at the state level, you know what what's happening? What's you know what's coming down the pipe? How how do you see the issue of food security being addressed by the United Way or in partnership with the United Way? Well, I think as as you talked about at a local level, I think um, what's happening at the local level is unique to each community. Um, but I would say you know some things that we're watching very closely is is like the SNAP funding. Because I I just think there's a lot of decisions that are going to be made at the federal level that's going to touch basic needs type issues. Sure. And um, and we're really sensitive to that because we know that that those having those resources are critical for individuals and families and children. I want to just say real quickly, snap. That's uh, used to be called food stamps, and it's one of the it's the single largest government assistance program to help families with food. So yeah. just so people know what yeah. that stands for. Right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So at a state level, those are type the types of things that we're watching very closely. We're having conversations with our legislators, just like you guys are. Sure. I mean, these are important to us. Um, at a ground level, what you're finding is United Way, one of the uniquenesses of, of United Way is its 
broad relationships it has. So when we talk about relationships with Food Bank and other partner organizations, nonprofits, but then you take that and you expand it to businesses that have been longstanding partners in the work, um, it, it's created a lot of new opportunities. What we're seeing is corporations uh, are getting very focused around their corporate social responsibility. Mm-hmm. And, and they're aligning their philanthropy tied to that focus. So being in Battle Creek for the last 18 years, you can imagine working very closely with the Kellogg Company. And, and theirs is focused around food and making sure that kids start their day with breakfast. So breakfast in the classroom is a perfect example of how corporations are aligning. They're looking to partner with United Ways, with food banks, with school districts to make this happen so children start their day with a good, healthy breakfast because we know how that impacts their ability to learn. So And, and behave. And, oh, it is. You know, that, that's one of the things that uh, as, as they were measuring kind of the impact of that program in Battle Creek, one of the first things that stood out to me was, I, I don't know what the percentage was, I should have this, but how many kids that prior to the program that were ending up in the principal's office mm-hmm. before the end of the, the week right. versus now. And it had dropped, I'm going to guess, over 50%. Just because of the attention and the the food, the nutrition that they need to get this, uh, to get them started for the day. Yeah, it's so important, and we have uh, a huge cereal drive every year, right around May, and uh, the Children's Hospital. And the Kellogg Company, again, not the Kellogg Foundation, just to make right. that distinction. Yeah. It's the company that makes the cereal. Yep. Uh, huge supporters. Uh, United Way has been involved, and it's that same reason. You know, it's quick and, and convenient for parents to have a healthy cereal to serve their kids. And when you think about, especially a, a parent who might be a single parent who's trying to get up, to get ready for work, get their kids ready for school, um, those partnerships really matter. Oh, they do. They do. And I know that Kellogg's is one of many uh, that you guys partner with that allow sure. you to do the work that you're doing. But I, I just think it's one really good example, especially around food and what's happening. And they're trying to they're trying to expand that program sure. uh, to more schools. Yeah, it's, and it's so critical. So uh, let me ask you two guys a question because uh, y'all have the pulse of this on Better Than I Do. A couple of weeks ago, we had uh, Dr. Tom Nelson on the show from – a CEO for Share Our Strength, and we talked about some of these issues that you're talking about in programming of breakfast before the bell and breakfast in the classroom and things like that. But he, we also talked about the summer feeding programs. Mm-hmm. Now, now, aren't you guys partnering in that as well? In- well, certainly uh, the United Way is the chief uh, sponsor for the state of Michigan for Meet Up and Eat Up. Yep. Um, yeah, yep. So probably good to get let you give a little a uh, little bit on that program, and then we can talk about that partnership. Well, I don't know all of the details in regards to it, but what I can say is we have. I know that it's big here in Southeast Michigan. It's huge, and it's big with uh, the United Way here. Um, and it's about you know for me, it's making sure that kids that when they're not in school. They have the opportunity to have a place where they can come and get a good meal that they are taken care of. There's, there's so much more that happens other than just the, the food in situations like this. When we think about kids uh, 
don't always have the most productive places to be during the summer months. Right. And so there's programming often available, and the United Way really helps us coordinate the sites, and there's hundreds of sites um, throughout southeast Michigan alone. I do know this is a statewide effort, and I know that there's United Way's coordinating this because it is more than just the food distribution or the the prepared food, which is most sites have prepared food. The meals have to be served on site and given to the children. Then the children have to be viewed actually consuming the food in order to get the the reimbursement, reimbursement. for that meal yep. but it is the same funding that's available during the school year for kids and in southeast michigan alone that's over 300,000 kids that get free and reduced yeah. lunches yeah. and breakfast at school so the the meet up and eat up program partnership with the united way food banks and many others is an attempt to get as many of those kids uh, the meals they need to, so they don't backslide during the summer, among yeah. other things. I mean, of course, it it starts with compassion. When you talk about backslide, tell 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 everybody what you mean by that. Look, if you don't get enough food for a child, they don't learn as well. They don't retain the information they've learned as well. They're crankier. They're having a harder life overall, right? So and we're making some progress during the school year with access to free and reduced breakfast and lunch, but in the summertime... It disappears, right? We only have right now 13% of the kids eligible for free or reduced breakfast and lunch participating in a summer food program. Right. So we have a lot of work to do, but it's really important work to do. So I think one of the things that we have in common is this idea of advocacy. And this would be an area I think we should probably off-air sit down and talk about. To Michigan to become a, 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 a pilot state for different policies that affect this program. For example, the congregate feeding uh, policy that have they have to be there. They have to be under the tree when it's raining to eat the sandwich. I mean, come on. I mean, there's just I know why this is written, but we need to address that because we can't you can't hold two values in the same hand. And it's the value of, are we going to keep the food away from the parents and just feed the children who need it, or are we going to have a cost-effective program? And you can't have both those values in the same hand. And I think this is something that the Food Bank Council, Feeding America, Michigan Association of United Ways, and United Ways of America, we could all sit down and talk about and make Michigan possibly a pilot state for policies that would really make this program highly effective and not just 13%. Yeah, and I'm yeah. going to I'm going to say the USDA wants to be at that table too. You know, this is a program administered by the USDA yep. and they have a lot of really smart and creative people that know we got to find a way to get to the next level. Yeah. Right. I believe that too. So we're going to stay let's take a quick break here a little early out of this segment, but we're going to come back and talk with Mike here on the next segment. He's Mike Larson. He is the CEO and president for the Michigan Association of United Way. He's Jerry Brisson. I'm Dr. Phil Knight, and we'll be right back in just a moment. You're listening to Food for Thought with Dr. Phil Knight, brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and the Food Bank Council of Michigan. We're back. It's Food for Thought. Jerry Brisson, Dr. Phil Knight in the studio here at WJR with Mike Larson, the CEO and president of Michigan Association of United Way. And Mike, one of the areas we've recently partnered with is um, you have a study 
that is uh, accomplished by the United Way called ALICE. Correct. And we've commissioned a study here in Michigan called the Self-Sufficiency Standard. And uh, you were at the release for here in Detroit. That was at Gleaners Community yeah. Food yep. Bank. Yep. And um, I really appreciate how you have responded to that. And I think it has set an example for all of us in the nonprofit world that we're here to complete one another, not compete with one another. That is so true. I think the more information we can have to better understand what the issues are um, helps us all mm. in how we drive that message to the people who are making decisions. Um, and I think the report that you guys put together, just it com- we, we complemented each other so well with too. these two reports. Yeah. And, um, and, and I, it's changed the narrative for United Ways and how we talk about issues in our communities. Um, for so long, people have been so focused on these are people that just don't care about themselves and are not taking care of themselves. In hmm. reality, folks, that's not the case. Hmm. We have 25% of a population in Michigan that is working every day but can't make ends meet. 62% of our wages are below $20 an hour. Right. So when we talk about, well, people need more jobs, yeah. Our, actually, our, our unemployment is pretty low right now. Yeah. But Very if you low. looked at how many people are still struggling, it's consistent from year to year. Mm. The reality is when you think about food and those types of things, when people are having to make hard decisions on what am I going to use my limited resources to take care of, food in so many cases is taken right out of the picture. He's Mike Larson. He's the CEO for the Michigan Association of United Way. He's been our guest. And to illustrate that great work that they're doing and partnership with us, we have Patty Parker on the line. She is the CEO at the Food Bank of South Central Michigan. Jerry, and one of your colleagues on my board of uh, board of directors for the Food Bank Council. We're so happy to have her. Patty, great on the show and on the board and working with us on what we think is a solvable problem over time, and we know that you're one of our champions. Absolutely. This is a great show, too. Well, we appreciate you being with us. And, Patty, you know, we had Mike Larson from uh, United Way, Michigan Association of United Way, on, and I know that you know Mike Personally, you've worked with him when he was the CEO down in Battle Creek in the Kalamazoo area. But also, I think you have some some really great relationship with your United Way and how you guys are partnering to tackle this problem, stubborn problem, of food insecurity. Absolutely. We are lucky enough to have some pretty amazing United Ways uh, throughout our eight counties. And, and I have worked with Mike a lot at the uh, Battle Creek, Kalamazoo area of United Way, and I continue to work with that United Way. They are very invested in the basic needs in our community and helping to solve them in both uh, putting real money uh, towards that um, need and towards getting food there, but also in better assessing um, where we are in our communities and how we can help more. You know, one of the things that makes your area unique in Michigan is you've got eight counties and how many United Ways? Well, we have um, six of our counties have United Ways. We have at least eight different United Ways that we work with. And so Mike's goal is to, you know, be bring the conversation 
not only um, from the top down, but from the bottom up and really understand that there might be all these United Ways because every county has sort of a different solution that they might need to implement in order to really tackle this issue. So has that been your experience? Oh, absolutely. Some of our United Ways are very hands-on. Some of them actually have agencies of their own. So while they are a funder of us and they work with us in what we do, they also have an agency of their own and help serve. One of our agencies runs uh, a fresh food distribution and and a direct pantry. Another one actually um, supplies the after-school packs to the schools in their community. Um, Each United Way that we work with is unique, (laughs) Um, which is also nice because, let's face it, each of our communities and counties are unique in and of themselves. And I think that's one of the great things about how the United Way has developed as a decentralized organization. So nice to have Mike in place to bring this conversation in a central way so we all know a little more about what we're all doing and maybe can learn from each other, but also still honor the deeply local projects and commitments that have been made that are helping to solve this problem feet on the ground. Oh, exactly. Patty, we want you to stay with us. We're going to bring you back after the commercial break and continue this conversation. It's Food for Thought with Dr. Phil Knight, presented by the Food Bank Council of Michigan. Once again, here's Dr. Phil Knight. She's Patty Parker, and she is the CEO at the Food Bank of South Central Michigan. She's our guest here. We're talking about a partnership, uh, you know, that is pretty essential, I think, to a lot of our network, the seven food banks. I think everybody would have a partnership with their local United Way. And as Jerry indicated, uh, Patty, um, you don't have a local United Way. (laughs) You have many, that's right. (laughs) So I I do think that that is a unique relationship, and I know that um, working with Teresa Kometz out of the Capital Area United Way has been a great joy for me. I count her both as a colleague and a friend. Uh, But, you know, they bring a special expertise to this thing, and I'll give you an example. They were the first to do a study about the social economic impacts of that families across the state are... um, or, you know, what's the true reality? What's the picture of that? We supplemented that Alice report with the self-sufficiency standard. And I think this is one of the tests of leadership. When I went and met with Mike and his team and introduced the self-sufficiency standard and what that what that did to define even better between the the poverty level and what it takes to be self-sufficient in Michigan, they were so receptive. In fact, Mike came to Gleaners, Jerry, when we uh, launched the self-sufficiency standard. And I think that's a good picture of how we are working together at the state level. And then Patty has a great picture of how it's working at the local level. Absolutely. And they came when we released the study here in Battle Creek as well. Um, They found it very helpful and insightful. And their Alice numbers really kind of inspired, as you know, that report as we went on. And it is referenced and used, both the self-sufficiency study um, and the Alice numbers, by many of our agencies. So, uh, if you had to pick a United Way project to highlight, or maybe even two, what are a couple real feet-on-the-ground examples that you say, yep, we could not get this done without them? Oh, Jerry, you're killing me here. I can't do just two. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are uh, some agencies, like if we look at Jackson County, um, not only are is the United Way there um, a dynamic organization that really understands what we do and helps us, they allow us to do all the fresh food distribution throughout the summer months in that county. They are um, 
everywhere so that we can really target unique neighborhoods to get the fresh food out, um, especially when kids are home and, and hungry and missing that uh, free meal in the summer But then, uh, that they usually have in school. But then also that United Way works with many of our agencies and countless other agencies throughout uh, Jackson County to not just help them in um, addressing their individual needs and the works they do, but also working to help strengthen those very organizations. Those very organizations that are often member agencies of our food bank to make them stronger and more effective in doing the work they're doing. And that's just one county. Um, in um, Barry County, we have a unique uh, United Way that not only do they have an agency of their own, they also help fund some of our work, including our fresh food programming and some of our food tastings that are going on. But they also are the source for people in need. So if you have pretty much any need in that county, you call the United Way. They know the agencies. They know the resources. And they know their community better than anybody else. And they will help you find all the different um, help and resources that are out there to help you and your family. In uh, St. Joseph County, we have another countywide United Way that I, I, they outperform for the size of their organization at oh. such an astronomical level. And they really look at those um, agencies and organizations in their community that are getting the uh, feet on the ground to really help and address the needs in the unique pockets and areas of that county um, addressing the basic needs and the rest of the needs as you um, go up that infrastructure of um, hierarchy of needs in your in your life so that not only do you start with the basic needs, but then help those people continue to grow and expand their lives. Yeah, Love so it. relationship, reach, funding, yeah. data, you know, hand-in-hand hand working with the United Way, um, where you are, where we are. Uh, we're really happy to have Mike where he is, and we, we know and believe we're going to see this relationship continue to blossom. Absolutely. And I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the Battle Creek-Kalamazoo area United Way not only helping us in extraordinary ways, uh, in the, Mike, they did when Mike was there, but they have even taken a step further in really addressing the data collection and even helping to pull together a food providers network. In other words, getting many of our agencies all in one room and really working on um, collective data at one time. And it is absolutely extraordinary because, as you know, we can only do so much work if we don't have the real accurate numbers to go with it. You're exactly right, Patty. Patty Parker, CEO for the Food Bank, South Central Michigan. Patty, very quickly, tell us how, what's your website address and how people can find you. It is www.foodbankofscm.org, and it is the best way to reach us, so you can always call 269-964-3663. SCM, South Central Michigan, scm.org. Exactly. That's say, Patty, thanks for being with us, talking about your uh, relationship with the United Way, and particularly with Mike Larson, the new CEO for the Michigan Association of United Way. Thanks for your partnership. We appreciate you very much. Thanks for being on Food for Thought. Jerry, great guests today, Mike Larson and Patty Parker, uh, illustrating how these two organizations, South Central Michigan, Food Bank of South Central Michigan, and United Way, and how they're really working with all of our food banks. You know, it crossed my mind as we're talking with Mike and Patty, 
it's easy to take for granted the people that have been in this for so long. Uh, and we've had a lot of people on the show. And in changing the conversation about food security, you know, we want to bring in people that you wouldn't necessarily expect to see here. But what a refreshing uh, show this has been to bring in the people that have been with us for so long working on this issue as we've evolved, they've evolved. And I don't know that anyone has been in it longer than the United Way. Um, right from the very beginning, they've wanted to address the basic needs of the community, their beginning, food banks beginning. And uh, and I know that for Gleaners, the United Way was one of the original partners of the food bank 40 years ago, providing funding and relationships and means for us to get this whole idea off the ground. So Nice that they're still here. Nice they're evolving with us. Still bringing, what did we talk about? Relationships, funding, data, reach. I mean, all the values uh, or all the valuable elements that it's going to take to solve this problem. Yeah, I think you make a great point because here are agencies that um, started this work, right? And and have continued. They Their resolve is not less. In fact, it's more. And when you listen to Mike Larson and, and how he wants to help galvanize the various United Ways across the state to address these basic needs or, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs and what role they play. I, I'm just excited to have him in that position of leadership with his vision about how uh, – People working in silos can never accomplish as nearly as much as when we're working together. Yeah, and we talk about food first, and we know that what we're always going to be about is understanding how we do food first, but it's so that families and households and kids can move on to greater success in their life. And, of course, the United Way is involved at the bottom, the middle, and the top of that pyramid. And so always good to have that perspective, where we're headed and, and, and what does success look like ultimately for so many of the people that we serve. Well, I think collaboration is a value that United Way brings to the table. And that value of, of, collab, of working collaboratively um, is something we need in the food bank world because we've done what we've done for 40 years now and we've gotten pretty darn good at it. But we know that, that, and we've said it on the show before, that food is not the solution to hunger. It's part of, definitely part of the answer, and obviously you can't solve hunger without food, right? But to address food insecurity, it takes more than food. And it, it, that, I think, is one of the values works like United Way bring to the table that help us work more collaboratively with people with other agencies, which is what we want to do. And I think it's a value for them. And you, you taught me something a long time ago. Um, and that was, there were some criteria to work with someone collaboratively. And that was, they had to share your priority. They had to share your pain and they have to share your price. Yep. All of those things, right? Because they got to have skin in the game. And the only way to have skin in the game is to be willing to pay the cost Right, right? Not which just is price. Some, that's exactly right, and it has to be important to you. So it's got to right? be a priority. That's your priority, and then the <laughs> we all know where the pain comes from, right? Right. It means if I don't get this done, the things I need to do aren't going to get done, and people are going to say, "Hey, why aren't you getting it done?" Right. Well, th- there is that side of pain, but I think in a collaborative work, there's another side of pain too, and that is, I have to be able to be emotionally secure enough as a leader to step back and allow someone else to step forward. And too often time, perhaps, in nonprofit work, collaborative work, 
we're not emotionally secure enough to be able to take that step back. And that can be painful because the work won't happen if we don't have leaders in place like that. I think Mike Larson and Patty Parker are two examples of those kinds of leaders. I certainly agree. Great to work with. And uh, and it's part of what gives us hope that we think this problem ultimately can be solved. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I guess it's time for a little bit of food for thought. This week, unless you're Rip Van Winkle, or at least his cousin, you know that the infamous and perhaps the goat of golf, greatest of all time, right? Goat. Tiger Woods returned to competitive golf at the Farmers Tournament in California. I'm happy for his return and hope he is healed physically to withstand the rigors of his sport. But I'm also pleased he has seemingly healed a bit emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Years ago, he made some bad decisions, and they took him to nowhere good. In his own words, he said, quote, I stopped living according to my core values. I knew what I was doing was wrong, but thought only about myself and thought I could get away with whatever I wanted to do. I don't think any of us should be defined by our past, our missteps, or our last at bat. I've made mistakes, and I know I don't deserve all the goodness that is in my life today. I want to be true to my values and be consistent as I can. They guide and help me live the best life possible. They help our organizations do the same. I want that for me, for all of you who listen, and everyone who serves to the Food Bank Council of Michigan Network. I understand that neither people or life have to be perfect to be enjoyed. Until next week, you can find Jerry Brisson and me at foodsecuremichigan.org, and you can follow me on Twitter at DrPhil14. Until then... Remember, it's food first, folks. Food first. Food for Thought has been a presentation of Farm Bureau Insurance of Michigan and the Food Bank Council of Michigan, creating a food-secure state.